Hi, this is Ricky Stewart, and if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight, not this rubbish with Flakey Blakey. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. It's Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork on the Pork. Blake. And this is the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, coming to you from the filthiest storm room buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No. And it's brought to you with the exceptionally dubious support of the Greenhouse, uh, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum on the internet. Get online and get engaging. And also with the from the good people at Landspeed Records, uh, come down and buy your CDs, your LPs, your... You know, Audio Technica Gear, great sponsor of this show, from people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do. And talking about people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do, we're once more lucky to be joined all the way from the other side of the planet, from the western states of the United States, by our special guest star, Heather Locklear, Matthew hollywood Lenevez. Matthew? At some point, I need to talk to my agent and just become part of the title, because I'm just like the Locklear special guest forever. <laughs> yeah, from right. all the way, all <laughs> the way over so you haven't paid your dues you haven't paid your dues i haven't haven't i oh, okay. well, you haven't even been on for two well two years oh, two well years i've listened to enough experience. of you two crap on for the last couple of years that That's maybe true. i've paid more dues than you two have because i'm pulling you apart but um no it's a thing it's what whole... a week what a wonderful week yeah for the great game of rugby league oh my god rugby league died in rugby the, league died the 29th of august right yeah 2023 Mark that in your calendars, people, as the day the greatest game of all died. Died. Because I don't want to watch a sport where a big bloke can't come flying out of line and put on a hit on someone and have it called a shoulder charge when it yeah. clearly isn't a shoulder yeah. charge and then get suspended for four weeks. And I know, look, yeah. he got an extra week because he went to the judiciary and, and fought it, which is complete crap. You know, what sort of system is that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I, I don't know. Do you know what it would have been, Matt, if you hadn't had prize? What he would have got for that charge? Would have been two I'm weeks. I'm not sure, but yeah, we should have. But there's a there's, there's a long laundry list this week, isn't there? Of things that are wrong with rugby league. Oh, oh my yeah. But that, that's that's absolutely. If that's a shoulder charge, like there's not there's not a person in rugby league except the two people deciding, Hampstead and Lidner, that think that's a shoulder charge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you if watch re- any. Any media at the moment, they're all like, oh, he'll get off. No, it was great. It was a great tackle. I, I 100% assumed he got off. The Raiders thought that he would get off because that's why they challenged it. This the first time they challenged something since 2018 because they know generally you don't get off. But they had, because they got since Nick, Hudson Young. Yeah, Hudson well, they got, Young in, t- in 2018. Yeah, they got Nick Gabar, who um, is considered the best in the business. He's the guy. And, and he obviously said, yeah, he said, you know, I'm very confident I'll, I'll get you off. And then Don Ferner said at the end of the, uh, of Gabar handing down his evidence, he was convinced they were going to get off. And no, those two blokes went outside and they came back 20 minutes later and went, no, guilty. Yeah. Four weeks. Is, 20. It's not a shoulder charge. He hit him it's front not. on his arm was to his side. The shoulder charge that they tried to get out of the game. I mean, if you can think back, the one the one that really was was the the, the final straw was was Greg Inglis shouldering um, Dean Young to the head. And that's where yeah, you and turn all, your body, you tuck your arm Sonny Bill started yeah, well, it, right? Bill was oh, the, He didn't the, start he was, it, but he perfected it. But, yeah, he was the great exponent of it. But like you said, that, that rule was brought in to stop the stock standard shoulder charge. And it, the, the news broke live on 360 last night. So they had Finucane and Aaron Woods, Braithen Astor and Gordon Tallis, all players that have played in the last or are still playing decade. And it, or maybe Gordon Tallis hadn't, but it was shocking to all of them. They could not believe 
that there is a young man who is coming up for a final series who's just been wiped out for the rest of the season. It's disgusting. And there are so many things wrong with the NRL at the moment from the officiating, the touch judge stuff that we'll get to, to even just the way that they're structuring the last round of football this weekend. Yeah, and certain teams have an advantage because they play soon or late. It's this. If you follow any other sports, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners do, they do it very differently, not mm-hmm. just in Australia, but around the world. And we are constantly peddling out these excuses as to why we should keep it the way it is. Oh, because Penrith have earned a rest. That is bullshit. Now, poor Corey Horsburgh and Don Ferner drove up the freeway for the first time in five years, and I couldn't believe it that he that he got suspended. And it, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can say. It's... It's, it's a private it's, company. It's a closed shop. You have no right of reply. Well, it was interesting. I was you're yelling into the void. Your your cries will not be heeded. They don't care. I, I saw no. actually um, Sydney lawyer um, Adam uh, Huda um, post on Twitter. He said he should take it to the Supreme Court because there's no way that was a shoulder charge. His arm's outstretched. You know, you, yeah. if, you, if you can't hit someone with your shoulder first and then wrap your arm or have your arm out, well, then Joe Tarpin should have been charged for the hit on um, Reese Walsh because if you look back... He hits him yes. in the first. I mean, we don't. What do we want the game to become? Do we want it to become rugby union? Oh, it, it, we want the referee to be there, just shouting, you know, catch, hold, yeah. release. But, but if you, if you, it's it's touch, it's tackle football, not part catch of it football. is too. If you're going out there to grab someone before your body actually hits them, right? You are risking your wrist. Sort of, you, you're, yeah, but you're risking the sort of injury that Papa's just got. Your bicep tearing because yeah. you're putting all that pressure there. The tackle is a whole body thing. Sometimes the shoulders are going to come there, but if your arms are involved and you've got them out and they're going to hit, it's not yeah. a shoulder charge. Yeah. It and, wasn't and, even side on. It was a front on front smash. On. And it that was the fantastic. other thing. It's the other thing where he's got his arm braced. Um, you know, his, his fist was clenched and his arm was braced. And it's, you know, he's not making a deliberate attempt to wrap. Well, if you don't brace your arm, yeah, you are going to get mm. your arm. Push back, back yeah. and then yeah, we've seen. It or you're going to get your Look, jaw hit first, and what? it wasn't. But it, it wasn't that generic shoulder charge, which, as Raiders fans, we've seen Rapa do a few, right? We have. We where yeah. you drop the shoulder, you go side on, and you're going to try and take someone out. And we love Rapa because he plays 110, percent and we'll probably yeah. get to what happened on the weekend. But sometimes too, he's but... got a brain slate. But one thing before we actually leave the Corey Horsburgh shoulder charge is this: go and have a look at the hit that Jesse Ramian does on Kalen Ponga that actually ends up taking Carlin Ponger out of that match on the weekend. And tell me what you think that tackle is and what has happened to Jesse Ramian. Absolutely not. I don't actually think there was anything wrong with the tackle, but he was uh, offside. And it, I would have put him as a shoulder off. charge. Nah, I think it was a fair Wait, tackle, but he was Kyle, offside. Kyle Felt kicked. <laughs> I know. Kyle Felt kicked a Sullivan in the head on the weekend. <laughs> oh, and he didn't get, he, nothing happened to him. Kicked him I in the head. Saw, I, I actually saw um, a, a Raiders fan reply to one of my um, Facebook posts. Um, and yeah, he, he said that, you know, Kyle Felt kicked someone in the head and then a Panthers player stuck a finger up someone's ass. Yeah, yeah and it was nothing, great. And nothing happened to those blokes. But yeah, what I do like about this comment, actually, he spelled ass correctly, A-R-S-E. Oh, I saw you say that. You're just appalling human. Um, it was st- he was sticking it up Hopgood's Tudor and Hopgood. No, and no, they're like mates. The they, so they're mates. Yeah, so they, were, they played reserve grade together last year. Yeah, but you shouldn't be doing that on national television. But no. Oh, it's very there much was like nothing, when Proctor did nothing. it bloody Rapana. Yeah, they're yeah, mates exactly. too. They're good they mates. mates. So you can it wasn't bloody... a Hopawati finger. He didn't go past one digit. <laughs> no, no, he didn't, he didn't go the <laughs> whole... down to the second knuckles. It wasn't going to tool the stink fist on there. Okay, so... But um, look, the Horsburgh suspension was bad. The Papa bicep, we've already gone. He's out for the season. He's had surgery already. He's gone. It's a uh, bad one. It's about. I actually, you know, when he came off, I thought he had a busted hand. 
Yeah, one of his gone. hands looked like it was. Yeah, and then he went back on. I thought, I oh, know he must be good. No, nah, that first tackle he did when he went back on, he couldn't move. Yeah. But he went back on it because we were attacking their line and we had the ball. Oh, yeah. And then what happened? Another tragedy. Mm. The NRL stepped in and stole it again, Raiders. But no, Papa went back on. He, he just couldn't do anything. He was busted. And, but then, I mean, one bit of oh. good news is um, is Jamal Fogarty was cleared oh, of, a, of a busted eye socket because when he was, he had a bit of a sort of a wink yeah. happening by then. I didn't, I don't actually know what incident um, it happened in. I thought it was the, the Fogarty, uh, the Katani Stags forearm, but apparently that wasn't on Fogarty. No, it was on Rapner. Yeah, I thought it was Fogarty the whole time. I it wouldn't it was matter because Tony Stags hit, pinched, squeezed, flipped, dig, dug everyone on that weekend. And no, he's not going to get in trouble. No. He, he, he was, Did he he get was a week? in everything. Yeah, he's got a week. No. He's got a week. No, he's got a week. Did he? So he, he got, got he charged. Got he got charged one to two weeks. He's taken the early plea. But he, he probably wouldn't have played for the Broncos anyway because you've seen that. You've seen the team list for the, for the Broncos in, the in yeah, yeah. Um, I know. Storm game. It's it's like, yeah. It's well, it's not New South Wales Cup. It's, it's Q Cup, isn't it's it? It's Q Cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you, But you had a, new, a thing in that where Rapa gets a sin bin for an offence where, yeah, he stuck the leg out. It missed, but he stuck the leg out. Gets sin bin for an attempted trip. Katani Staggs incident gets completely missed, no sin bin whatsoever, scores a try seven minutes later, yes. one week of suspension. Rapa gets no suspension. For no, him. but he's, the fines are, he's got like nine grand um, in the last three weeks and apparently 15 grand in the last two seasons worth of fines. Um, you think he'd learn it at, at some point, but obviously it's it's a bit of a... Is he going a around recency. again next year? Yeah. He's already re he I'm, I'm, I'm glad he is. I'm yeah, super absolutely. glad he is because he's one we'll, of our we'll best players. Get to your, but I also think, campaigns. Yeah. We'll get to your, your campaign. So, just before we move on from that, there's just there's something that uh, it's not going to happen. And I don't really know if I want to open this can of worms because Pork's going to jump off. But mm-hmm. there is so much wrong with the way that we are setting our structures with the officiating. And there's so much grey area that we're leaving it up to the officials. with, And the fans are left not knowing what's what when it comes to incidental contact. So if you think about, um, which we'll get to Hudson Young, you know, doing that escort or whether it's Rapana running at a million miles an hour and then getting off balance and kicking a leg up. He didn't trip anyone. He just caught the guy with his leg. He, he, he was like a... Yeah. The a problem with Rapana there, the problem with Rapana there and, and why he gets charged and sent to the bin and all the rest of it mm. and other people, he's got form. He's a marked man, you know. Oh, yeah. but he's, yeah, he's, on the, he's on the tip sheet with... Um, JWH and yeah, Victor Adley. He's also more so than JWH. He's also the person who's still trying right to the last. And that's oh, the yeah, absolutely. That's why he's always in those positions because yeah, he's the one who's always there he's at the trial. Yeah, Latrell. Think about Ruben Garrick has it ages ago. Latrell would have been in the frame. He would have even started running. He'd would have been sculling a beer in Bay 23. But he'd be off taking a selfie with one of the. By the way, just just before we move on, we do need to make an apology about last week's show. We actually mispronounced someone's name. Do you know which name we mispronounced? Matthew? No, I didn't listen back. So it's actually it's actually Luke Combs, and we called him Luke. Combs. I think I started calling him Luke Combs. Well, I have no idea. And it's who Luke Combs. That's how I, I know you. I know you don't know who he is. All right, well, Matt, you should know better. It's from uh, from the from the heart of oh, from from heart music. of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. The um, but like you know, say for instance, and this is just so we're not on a Raiders gripe here. Ruben Garrick's out for the season with a broken back, but he didn't get a penalty because it wasn't deemed to have put him in a dangerous position. When, oh, yeah. Now, I've never, Garrick... under, I've never understood that rule, though, that how you're allowed to be tackled in the air once the ball bounced. Or I've never understood that rule. No, it's ridiculous. No. And the fact that and... that wasn't a dangerous position. And look, that was C&K, and I love C&K, and he's not a day long. He's never gone out to illegally hurt anybody. No, in the no but he put someone in a dangerous position, just like 
if you're looking in grey areas and we've got to be able to give referees the... We, we just need to know a little bit more the way that things are being officiated. Hudson Young, at the end of that game, in a pivotal moment when we were on top, he had he might have brushed Selwyn Cobbo, but Selwyn Cobbo brushed it off like he brushed it off like I brush off my kid if I'm... You know what I mean? It didn't even move the way that he no. played. And then when they went to the... the um, Obviously, it was the touchy that called it. Then when they went to the the video ref because we challenged it, he yeah. said uh, he didn't give him a, the chance to catch the ball. He hit the ball back. He didn't even stop him from getting to the ball. He just kind of brushed him as he went past. Yeah. It was pathetic. He did exactly uh, what he was intending to do. He knocked the ball back. He wasn't trying so, to catch it. If he's caught it, he was going to go into touch. The, the yeah, argument was is true. Look, we did talking about apologies though. Um, there was an apology this week, wasn't there? Was there from Fox regarding Ricky and the cameraman? Oh, what they do? No, I'm not aware of it. You're just being you're just being a pain now. Everyone knows. <laughs> seriously, just, I don't. Everyone, everyone knows I you're just being a pain. I seriously don't know. So they they apologized to picking the camera in his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing their job. The cameraman did his job. How close did he get? <laughs> It wasn't in his face. They apologised. I'm not making any other comment apart from the fact that they apologised. They're probably goading him. They know that they've got Ricky. Like they're they're knowing that it's a bad call, and they're just sticking it on Ricky. But it was high drama on Saturday night um, after the game. You know, waiting out when's Ricky going to come down and do the press conference. You know, and then finally arrives, and it it was good TV. They made him wait an hour. James Hooper was there, and then you could see if you haven't watched it. Um, listeners, go back and watch it. Elliot Whitehead's almost cracking up halfway yeah. through it because Ricky's struggling to keep a lid on it. Um, well, I thought that he still would get fined from what he said. I, he didn't. I, well, no, well, I wanted it to like I had people I was taking home, but I wanted to go and, and say to him, "Look, I want you to reference the old episode of The Simpsons where Homer finds his long lost brother Herb. He's running the car factory, and Herb gets Homer to build him the car." And then the people in the factory ring up Unky Herb to basically say, this is all going horribly pear-shaped. So stop, stop. I want you to ring me back and say the exact opposite of everything you just said. And they get on the phone and said, uh, Mr. Simpson has impeccable personal hygiene. He's securing the um, value of the company for years to come. And he's a wondrous and intelligent man. I wanted Ricky to do say the exact opposite of what he actually thought. So, you know, the referees did a magnificent job. I thought they were beyond the pale. I, I couldn't see a problem with any of their issues whatsoever because he can't possibly get fined with that. And yet everyone would know he was saying exactly the opposite yeah. of what he was saying. I think we need to get you back down those press conferences because you were the Ricky Whisperer. You did bring the positive energy. You know, you could because straight away that press conference, you know, it's all negative straight away. You know, you've got David Polkinghorne, who's never positive. I don't know who the other people were there. Well, and did, James Hooper was there, and then um, that's why... He didn't know Hooper doesn't come to many games. But Hooper and Ricky know each other, and that's why Ricky said, you know, I told you just outside, but I can't say that now because I'm going to fine. But Yeah, you know, but get Paul back in the press conference. I'll, I'll get you pass. If I'm on the board, I'll get you pass reinstated. I'll, I'll I've got a pass. I'll, get you, I'll pass. get you back in the press I have conference. a pass, my friend. It's not an issue of that. It's just, you know... Yeah, anyway, I, I mean, I get enough slagging off a bit. You got a pass. You got a pass from Blake and the Pork. You can get in and say hi, Tim Gore. Oh, not from Blake, Blake and the, the pork. pork. No, 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 no. I get a, a pass from the, the Raiders themselves. Right. Yeah. Right. Just as long as I don't bring you or have anything to do with you, because they don't like you. They hate you because you. They fear me. His pass no, has twenty twenty one on it, but he just has to get white out and like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. change the one into a three. Okay. 
He Man. just holds his finger over the it, last thing. And they go, yeah, it turns out, no, trust me. Uh, it turns out that uh, Jamal Fogan is going to test the open market for 2025. Yes. I think that's more than reasonable. No, so we, still, look, we, we signed him three year deal on reported to be 400K, yeah. which is not much, you it's, know, for. It's less than he deserves. Well, it's not much for, for I guess you'd, you'd say, I mean, I said he was in the, you know, in the, the top half of the halfbacks yeah, in the comp. Um, some people disagreed with that statement, but. Um, it's not a lot. 400 was what we signed him on potential. And look, you've seen players like Walsh has got, uh, Luke Brooks has gone to um, Manly on about 650, 700. And I imagine that's what Jamal's Jamal's looking for. What, what, what halfbacks? Okay, here's the halfbacks I'd currently put above Jamal Fogarty. Oh, they're all million dollar ones. Yeah, but these are the, these are the halfbacks I'd put above Jamal Fogarty, right? Um, just on, on spec, I'd put Jerome Hughes, Daly Cherry Evans, uh, Nathan Cleary, ben and, and um, uh, Adam Reynolds. No, ben. I'd put him on par with Ben Hunt. I think he's no, been playing ben as Hunt. well as Ben, ben Hunt. Ben Hunt, I, Mitchell Moses. No, I wouldn't put him. Uh, I wouldn't put Mitchell Moses above him. No, no. I, I, look, I think I think he has. He's a very good halfback. We're lucky to have him. I'm glad he's testing that market. He deserves more. Nico money. Hines. Um, Nico he's Hines been great definitely. for our club. I really love him being here. I, Chad Townsend. I support him. Sean he Johnson. There's a few, dude. There's you a few that are having a pretty good Jamal. year. You don't deserve to have Jamal Fogarty at your club if you're not prepared. I'm to a bigger fan money. of Jamal Fogarty than you are. Yeah, but no, I'm stinking not. I'm bloody being a fan right now, and you guys are hacking on him. We're not, We're not hacking on him. I'm just saying Sean Johnson, yeah, who might win well, the M this well, year, what and I'm Nico saying, Hines, who won it last year, might be a slightly better prospect yeah. than a 28 year old Jamal Fogarty. That's all I'm saying. I think he's going to be 30 next year. But. My point is, too, is all those guys are million-dollar players. And I don't think Jamal or his management have some unrealistic idea that they should be getting a million bucks. But I think 650 is probably... I've that, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. And and 650 for a halfback in 2024... Is a steal. No, it's actually... He's already signed for 2024, isn't he? We're talking about 25-26... Yeah. It, with the increases in the cap and the lack of playmakers, it's not unrealistic to expect. No, I, I'm a huge fan of Fogarty, yeah. and I think we all know that our team's been functioning better when he's taken the reins. And and clearly, and Ricky's even said this during the week, we're, we're looking at youth moving forward. And yeah. if we've got Strange and Sanders, you know, kind of in in the in the mix, and maybe Frawley mentoring them next year in well, cup. Speaking of Matt Frawley, there's been some Matt Frawley news during the mm -hmm. week as well, Matt. It has. Um, he's been linked with a move to the Super League to um, Leeds. Lead mm. Rhinos. Mm -hmm. We were one of the bigger clubs, I've got to say. Um, they've just, interesting enough, you know who their halves pairing was um, up until very recently? Uh, Aiden Caesar. And Blake uh, Austin. Blake Austin. <laughs> Blake Austin, yeah. But anyway, they're, they're Aiden Caesar's um, going to the Tigers and, and Austin's gone somewhere. I'm not, I'm that other right. link that you were talking about a couple of weeks ago looks like it could be happening too with Schneider back when he's coming to the foot of the mountains. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> if Frawley wanted to go to, to the Super League, um, I think he did really well. He's one of those players that you look at him, he excels at New South Wales Cup, um, but is not quite really on the on the, the consistent NRL first grade level. And a lot of those guys do very well. I thought he league. played well on the weekend. I thought he did too. I thought he was beaten for pace a couple of times, but I thought he played well. His kicking was good. Uh, the one or two funny things was when he dummy dummy here and they knew it wasn't going to be him. So all of a sudden he found himself in space and sure enough, they could catch him really easily, but look, he was fine. You know, like he, you runs, go... he runs a tight line to Whitehead's right shoulder and Whitehead's looked better in the last two weeks. And he well, looked Whitehead's especially been better this Whitehead was amazing on the weekend because he had Frawley there. Yeah. Frawley made a few mistakes in defense, but who hasn't Reese Walsh stripped this year? Yeah. I mean, Caelan Ponga made Campbell Graham look like the worst center in rugby league two weeks ago. 
but no one's questioning whether Campbell Graham can play. But unfortunately, mm. we've got you know some guys on our edge, and because we're analysing it, because we well, watch the thing is, the, the thing, the play, thing we're is, all questioning Frawley. And I get it. The game and, that Frawley played with Croker against the Dragons is awful. I didn't the game think we see Frawley back in all... first grade after that. After that game, I was sure that it was the classic. I agree. Ricky's would mark his card, and we wouldn't see him again. But he's he's been back all in on. On frauls. I, I think there is something because he wants Jack in the centers. They're keeping the kids together for that run into the New South Wales Cup. That's what they're doing. I, I, I'm now convinced of it. They, I think they see high value in doing that for their experience. Speaking of New South Wales Cup, um, on the weekend they had a very good win they over the, um, Bears. the Bears, who were top of the table. And in fact, they needed to win that game mm. to play finals. So they're playing finals this weekend. Uh, they're playing. Yeah, they're playing Manly. So they needed to win that game to knock out Newtown and potentially Penrith, which they did, which is yep. huge because Penrith were the defending champions. What's been amazing about watching that cup team is the week before, and a lot of people did watch it. Um, Sanders was the star and he was just everywhere. He was dominating the game. He was popping up left strange. and right. This strange. weekend at North... Strange, Ethan strange, yeah. Sanders not there. Yeah. Beg my pardon. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Sanders will be the star next year. Ethan Strange was incredible in that game two weeks ago. And he, he looked... It was the game after the Melbourne Storm game when he went back and yeah. played in Cup. This weekend... Chevy Stewart was incredible. Yeah. Chevy Stewart went to the bin. Go into the went bin. Went to the bin. Who knew so Mate, angry? Did you see what happened? Did you see what happened? So he I gets. Did. Uh, who's the player? That was gets a head eye tackle, inside, though. Gets absolutely <laughs> coat hanged. How yeah. that wasn't a send off, I do not know. Stewart's mistake was he comes in to remonstrate with the person who did it, and he gets ten in the bin while the guy who did the coat hanger gets ten in the bin as well. It was ridiculous. Yeah, good on him though. He's got a bit of the that Billy Slater's about him. Third man in. That <laughs> wasn't the highlight. <laughs> Chevy Stewart's performance wasn't the highlight of New South Wales Cup for Matt on the weekend, was it? The highlight. Welcome for back. The return. Of Danny Levi. Danny Levi. How was how did he man, go? He, he went great. He's he set up a couple of tries. He went inside. He went Again, outside. Again, a player I reckon who looks really good at that level. And and you know, there's interest in him playing in the Super League again. And if he wanted to go back, I wouldn't be standing in his way. Neither would I. And neither would I if Wolford went as well. <laughs> no, yeah. just kidding. I'm I, I'm just um, like I I like seeing players. You just love hookers. You just I love, love you like Ricky. Well, you, love you are in Hollywood. I'm from Hollywood. I love hookers. <laughs> can't get you can't have too many hookers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you haven't had a Hugh Grant mugshot yet, mate. You you look good for one. I do look have a mugshot. Look, not, really? Not, yeah, I do. Is actually. it as good as Donald Trump's? Is it in Australia or is it in America? In Australia. It's in America. You'd it's in America. For You'd what? be more likely to be two thirty one pounds though. Drunk and disorderly. Where? uh glendale i was arrested probably 15 glendale arizona glendale uh in la nicely done i'll, sh I'll show you guys the picture right, well we'll, we'll, we'll post i might be able to find too. it during this podcast but... excellent right oh, review now bad maybe i'll just google it bad and it won't be on it won't be on the just moving on bad and unfortunate news unfortunately the ladies had their first shot uh our nrlw had their first they had a big loss their worst loss on the weekend Went down to the Broncos up there, 40 points to eight. After getting off to a nice eight points to nil start, look, in the second half, the floodgate, they, it was, it was I think, 10-8 at halftime, and the floodgates opened. Ellie Brigginshaw, um, they just didn't know how to control her. She was dumbing, moving through, and putting people away. She did that. She A, she set up one of the tries in the first half for them, scored one straight after halftime, and then after that, went down. We lost Sophie Holloman to an injury in the first half, which really caused us grief because she was playing well. Something to do with her hip. I haven't been able to find out what happened to her yet. 
Um, but after that happened, and Appy Nichols missed the match as well. I'm, I'm not quite sure why she wasn't there. So um, Shaq Tung and I went back to fullback and actually did quite well. But we were a little bit undermanned, got a few injuries, and then the Broncos in, in the humidity just opened up. It was very unfortunate. But look, there were still lots to like in the game. Um, and I know I sound like a broken record, but the Raiders view with Blake and the Port $40 land speed, uh, $20 land speed records uh, voucher for player of the match once more goes to Samama Taufa because uh, she, again, she was the best player on the park in a side that lost by 32 points. She was still the best player on the park. Uh, it's it's very hard to say that with a straight face, but it's just bloody true. So she can end up buying the shop soon, Barco, I mm. think, because it's great. Anyway, we gotta we got to get back on the horse next week. So this week, um, we've actually got our first standalone match. Now, that's this um, Saturday, 2nd September. It's at GAA Stadium, starts at 11.05 against the Knights who are in second place. So this is a really important match. Everyone get down there to watch it. 11.05, the Raiders NRL side, get down GAA Stadium, Get behind the, the ladies because they are well worth it. They're a fantastic side. This is just a blip. They'll be better for the effort. They're going to come back. They're going to make us proud. They're going to lift the cup. We're going to see some silverware. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, right. But we got some some movement, right? Um, your campaign for, you know, joining the, the Raiders board. It's campaign, going from strength to strength. It has the momentum to run away freight, strength. freight train. I wouldn't have thought you were this popular, but there you go. Uh, it's gone I'm going to run a, uh, a competing... Um, you run some negative ads. Yeah, negative ads. I'm going to run my own campaign just to try and Who pump you? up I'll your kick campaign. You off the podcast. I'll kick you off the podcast. Well, good news is no, but, but to bring to bring more people to voting for you, we need you need an alternative. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. need your anti-hero. oh the people the people the people behind me. The checks and money orders have been pouring into the <laughs> pouring PR box. Um, the in. mailman was here before. He had a whole sack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a whole sack full of checks and money orders, and I've started sending um out the signed um yeah. Arnie J. Um, eight by ten glossies. Now, when you I get could yours, go around uh, GA Stadium on the weekend. I couldn't go more than ten meters without being stopped with someone asking me if I actually did know Blake, and you know, you know, could I get them close to him? It was it, it was impressive. Yeah. Was impressive. How do we turn Blake into a man of the people when he? I, I am a man I, of the people. I'm, I'm looking at him now. I'm... He's got a cravat. He's got a three piece suit. <laughs> he does. He's the, the least man of the people that what, we this know. This is what the people want. But anyway, when you get your Arnie J eight by ten glossy, when I send it out to you. Yeah. If you notice it's a little bit sticky, it's because he's rubbed his nutsack. It's on honey. It. <laughs> it's because of it's honey. It's because of sticky. It's, it's literally honey. Of sticky. But, but good news, we've decided to put a little bit of uh, media out there to make sure that people. Well, this know... is the thing. I'm now we've got the money. I've I've really stepped up the campaign. Yeah. Um. I went out. I went out to uh. I local studios and we we recorded a uh, a theme song an ad for the campaign about yep. one of one of the, my first you know key pieces of my platform yep. so um yeah let's take it away <clears throat> Everywhere you sit and ride out to the street is blasting with the muzak. All the sounds are so crap. There's no place to hide. And I even tried. Don't say it will remain this way. It's here to stay. Muzak when we walk, when we try to talk is really something tragic. To lose it would be magic. We're blasted with the sound all around the ground. This music must stop going round. Blake will stop the music. Blocky will stop the music. 
Take the PA down, throw it to the ground. It won't make a sound. It's that easy. Oh, yes, Blake will stop the music. Blocky will stop the music. Let us talk again and not go insane. Cause it's easy for him to do. Well, it's true. And look, I think they're actually very scared right in the boardroom at the moment because one thing i did notice the game clearly was that the music was a lot less omnipresent than it had been so i've already, already stopped already, i've already stopped the music matthew already stopped the music. Next did you hear, did you do, did you hear the you... music on the tv coverage no but i heard oh. a lot of drumming i heard a lot of drumming did so you can you put that next on... on your list no well i'm not doing that did you hear the music on the tv no but did you watch the knights um Cronulla match no. Oh my God, the music was so loud. Yeah, and at every but... it was so, uh, it was really, it was but a stark were, contrast. They're already it's... running scared. They are absolutely that. Absolutely. Because, you know, it's not about me. No, it's not. It's about the people. The people. And this shows that the people have the power. They've spoken. They've spoken. They said, Blake so, will be our man. He'll yeah. be our talisman. I'm a mouthpiece. Rise up. He will rise <laughs> up. He will represent us. He is Spartacus. So what I'm saying now is, is people, let me know what, what change yep. you want to see. Yep. You know what? What? What do you want me to use this incredible gift of power yeah. that I now have to, this to benefit- charisma, this yeah. ability to break through where others can't? Yeah, exactly. So, Senate's get in touch via <laughs> um, Blake can stop the music. Yeah, what else can he stop? What else can he start? He, he, he could stop the Macca's um, sponsorship. No, <laughs> it's a wondrous thing. And if you're a Raiders member, you get down there with your membership card and with any meal that you order, you get a Big Mac thrown in that in the ACT. What a wonderful sponsor they are, not just for the Raiders, but for rugby league in this region in general. And tell them old Ronald sent you. You know, you I, know am he... prou- I am proud to represent McDonald's ACT. Yeah. Not only have I worked at McDonald's ACT as a young person here, I've eaten more McDonald's ACT than pretty much any food source in this place. I'm well, re- I love McDonald's. There's only, there's only, one, no, there's only one person who's eaten more Maccas than you, and he's definitely eating it this week. Big Papa. Poor Big <laughs> no, Papa. He's, he's out. He's Is he? Um, <laughs> he there's, there's only, there's only, he's so proud to represent McDonald's on, on certain games, he'll even dress up as Ronald. And why not? And, why <laughs> and, and pretend to be question, sick. My question is, why wouldn't you? Ronald McDonald House is one of the great charities out there, supports families in need when they need to be away from home. Anyway, so family, people, let me know what, what, what next you want me to do as part of my campaign mm-hmm. for the board. Um, get in touch. You can reach me via Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, Veronica. You can send me a Word document if you like. You again. can, Veronica. And heads up to you oh and look i've just got to say too i saw the same person who i thought was lampus trout when i didn't have my glass on this week i had my glass on saw the person they still blanked me wearing a raiders review with blake in the pork raiders by 56 beanie probably somewhere about five 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 six uh sort of it's my mum a lot younger Thanks, than mum. me um <laughs> far more attractive than me neither of these two things are difficult um, walking around, once more blanked me when I looked in the face. Obviously, doesn't know what the pork looks like, but it, it doesn't if, like the pork. If that's you, reach out to us and tell us who the hell you are, because I accused Lampus Troutman of blanking me, and it just wasn't her. So there you go. Look, we should get on to the Broncos game. We should. We should get up. Look, look. I thought the side <laughs> did pretty well. I thought they were right in that match until such point as it was actually ripped away from them. Um, you know, you, you have some reservations, Blake. Okay, come on. Hit us with your reservations no, for no, Matt I thought, and I say the No, I thought, I thought... start with your ragging. No, I thought, I thought, look, I thought it was a good performance. I thought it was, you know, it was the pork smoky of all pork smokies mm. with, with the amount of positional changes mm-hmm. we had. Um, going into the game, you know, with an entirely 
untested, untested um, left edge, you know, and untested. you are talking in those about positions, the combinations in left center has been the left center for Australia and for New South Wales. And it's probably the mm-hmm. premier left center in the country untested. Seb Chris on the wing is Seb Chris does not play his best football on the wing. Yeah, I would have, I would actually have Seb Chris at center over. I know Matt Scatel what an incredible game. Jack White had at center. Well, I actually think Seb Chris is, is a better center than, than Jack White. But anyway, mate, you, you tell us all why it was all wonderful. And no, 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 you keep slagging. No, no, pe- people are going to people are going to dis- people are going to disagree with me. But I think Ricky's been tinkering with that side for quite a long time, and it's been hard because he's got a couple of stalwarts in the club that you can't just dismiss, which is Croker and and Jack White, and so you can't just drop them because at a really vulnerable club with a roster like we have, you know, the effect of dropping uh, a club legend like Croker. Uh, even when he wasn't playing right, and we're all calling for it, might actually have a detrimental effect on some of that playing roster for a number of years. And I know he's dropped him in the past, but I think Ricky's tried to toy with... He's never with... dropped him, mate. He's never dropped him. Well, he did at the beginning of the year, right? No, but he's injured. I, I, uh, I, it was interesting to see him trying to fit Jack back into the side because we all know that Jack's probably played some of his worst football in the last month for the Raiders at 5'8". Some of the decision-making... Uh, whether it's in defence or with the ball in his hands, yeah, it's been hasn't terrible. been right. It's been and terrible. good thing so about him we, being in the centres is he can't. Um, he doesn't kick the run, ball out on the fall. He doesn't. Ball, he mate. doesn't pass the ball out out over the sideline. He runs out exactly. over the sideline. No, but just run the ball. <laughs> and and I thought he ran the ball pretty well when we needed some penetration to break the line. Um, mm. He was one of the guys that did it in that side. And and look, if if to be honest, if Fogarty or potentially um, Rapper was backing up when Jack made that break late in the game, we would have scored. He made a break and was looking for someone on his shoulder. But you know, when he cut back inside off the left-hand side. Mm. Um, but mm. I, I I personally like having a stock standard 5'8 on one side um, and Fogarty playing the other. I, I, I admit, you know, like we, we scored, we got our, the points scored against us um, on Frawley's side, but they weren't always his mistakes. A couple of times Hudson ran up and missed his mark and then you're exposing the outside guys and Reese Walsh has stripped just about everyone this year his pace is just insane and I am so glad to watch Tarp and he smash him out of his socks at the end of the game like I don't like that kid and that's because he doesn't play for the Raiders but you got to his credit though to Reese Walsh's Talent. credit he, he got up he yeah on. he got up and he had a smile on his face and he shook hands he's an he incredible off. footballer yeah, and, he, he, and he's come a long way I was bagging him a lot when he was at the Warriors because I didn't think he knew how to play defensively fullback but He's been a revelation this year, and it's yeah, great to see, right. you know, the next level of star, whether it's Ponga again or when Pappenhausen came through. And, you know, these guys that are taking the mantle from the Slaters and the Inglises, it's pretty awesome. But you're not, just you're not, it's, you're all right to dislike players because you fear them, right? Because they're really good and you want to see them taken down a peg. But apart from Reese Walsh doing that dumb thing in Origin where he swore at the, the ref, you know, which was, which, you know, what's he really still done? Young. That's been, what's, exactly. what's he really done that's been bad? You know, it's not like we're talking. He you know, swore at the ref. That wasn't in Origin. That was just a Broncos game. Was it? And then, yeah, yeah. went to the yeah. But back to that game on the weekend, I, I'm. I'm I'm amazed Ricky didn't blow his lead in that press conference because I it was a late game here in Los Angeles so it was kicked off at 2:40 so I didn't watch it live, and I didn't want to have the anxiety of watching a game at seven o'clock in the morning with my kids, and then maybe being anxious until nine o'clock in the morning and then ruining my day. So I checked the score, so I watched the game knowing the score, which is a very different experience. Um, being a, a you know, a, someone that bleeds green, I couldn't believe the amount of 
50-50 calls they got and not just the obvious ones and we might get into this and it's probably going to piss off some people because they might say that we're ref bashing but it's not the 50-50 calls like the Hudson Young escort or the Rapana you know Sinbin when Tony Staggs didn't um you know the Hudson Young pass back off that tackle where he got flipped I didn't up, think that was backwards a I didn't think that it was wasn't a knock on the ball went back but but what I was really incensed with was especially in the first 20 minutes of the second half when we were a little bit under the pump, um, the amount of six agains they got and the amount of the ability that they were allowed to slow us down in the ruck, but as soon as we were slowing them down, the referee was on top of us. It was, it was like the ref was convinced before the game that Brisbane are the best side in the comp and we're making up the numbers, which guess what? Oh, that's what the media is telling everyone. And in that game, I thought we showed enough effort, enough heart, and enough skill to be on top and to actually have a fair crack at just the 50-50 calls. And they weren't going our way. And it's the interpretation of the ruck in that game was really unique. And I know no one's going to go back and watch it. And I know I'm probably only on there on par with Ricky because I, I do have green goggles like we all do listening to this podcast. But that game of all the games that I've watched, we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot. We we were up against it and it was tough man because that's one of the better games i've seen us play mm. for our commitment in defense our ability to uh, have good contact in defense throughout the game we had passion we were fit we you know we, we didn't get some lucky calls when it came to some hias i know papa went off with a hia when he clearly did his bicep which is unique but I don't know, man. Like you lose your fullback. There's so many things that went against us, and yet we were still six points. We were still equal at the 60-minute mark, and then only six points down with about six minutes to go when that just disgusting call went against us. Mm. Well, look, the, the, the things that I got, and and I thought there were big changes in that. Right? I don't have a problem with the fact that I thought Reese Walsh was probably the standout player on the field. I think that was fairly obvious to everyone. But I think he was the standout player, not just in his uh, on the field, but for both sides. Right? So I don't yeah. think there was there was a big drop off to his own side. There wasn't anybody behind him. You think, oh, I'm really worried about him today. Selwyn Cobbo, no. what did he score three? Yeah. In that, and but in scoring that, it wasn't him being miraculous in doing so. It was the fact that he was the end of good movements or whatever in doing it. Not saying he did badly or anything, but it was the thing, look, if Staggs rightly gets sin-binned or even a penalty against him when he, you know, does the forearm to Rapa's face, which is fairly obvious, and they had time to look at that and they were called on to look at it and didn't. If he does that, he doesn't score a try seven minutes later. He doesn't score a try seven minutes later because he's not on the field. Remembering that Rapa got sin binned for an attempted trip where his foot didn't even touch anybody, right? So now Staggs is getting uh, suspended for one week. Rapa's got a three thousand dollar fine. So that tells you the relative difference between the two things. So if we actually get the justice at that stage where Staggs goes off, who knows what had happened? Was Hado above the horizontal? Horizontal? I don't know, but I did think the ball went back, so it should have still yeah. been our ball. I think he pretty much was horizontal, but but we but we didn't. I thought he was. I, I'm not sure whether he was above it. Um, but the um, they shouldn't have had the ball at that stage. We should have still had the ball. So And they scored straight after that. So those are two spots where Stag scores because he's still on the field and shouldn't have been. We didn't have the ball when we should have, and they scored a try. Then you've got the Hutto Escort. Now, I thought that was the biggest bag of crap that I've seen for quite a while, um, even live. Um, 
he went up and got the ball. Cobo goes up and gets the ball and does exactly what he intended to do, yeah. which is knock it back. If he grabs that ball, he's going into touch. He's going into touch. So he had to bag it back. So to say that he was escorted and put off the ball so he didn't have a chance to take it, he never intended to do it. It was a dumb argument. It was, it was a dumb softer than the It was softer than the Matt Lodge New Zealand Warriors yeah. call last year. And, and, and basically, which we were all up in arms the, about then. The refs are clearly called it play on. And then the touchy overrules it. And then the bunker, Grant Atkins, supports it, which was just utter, utter rubbish. And you just see things in, in the match where you just think, had those things gone our way in any way, shape, form, we might have been more a chance. And everyone will look at it and say, oh, well, you lost by 11. You probably deserve to lose by more, which is just crap. It's just utter crap. They actually played fairly, fairly well, I thought, in that match. And as much as, you know, he did get stripped for speed on the outside, probably, I thought he did actually pretty well. I thought he did pretty well in a lot of ways. And the side did look re relatively good. I just don't think we got uh, a fair suck of the salve on that one. I think we got the rough end of the pineapple on pretty much anything. Yeah, you can go back and say, what's going on with the bench? You know, what are we doing with Frawley at there? Why did we do it completely? Why do we have Croker coming on just for the last two minutes? Well, obviously, know. because it's his last game. We should have come on for more. I agree with that, too. Um, but... It was I mean, it was hard to watch, mate. Like I, it was hard. To everyone watch. everyone jumped up and down on our thread and was like, "Oh, he's coming on." When I watched it, and they're bringing him on with four minutes to go, it's it's a bit sad. It's a bit even of, at the post match. It was like um, a pity. presentation. Yeah, oh. even though he looked, he looked. I gotta say, he looked emotionally drained. I mean, obviously, he's had a pretty big roller coaster this season with the three hundredth and everything else, and mm. he looked. The post match presentation was a bit weird. Poor old mm. Croaks, Toots looked. Um, pretty drained and then jack just i mean i don't you know it's jack strange isn't it like here's the guy who's played they just they obviously decided they needed to give him a farewell they were just going to do it no matter what because yeah i don't know how many more tickets it gets us uh, what was the crowd numbers so maybe 10, that's 000. how they do almost it almost 20 Jesus. it was a great it was a great crowd do you know what i mean like a lot of bandwagon if, um broncos kids but bandwagon point, like that's the whole thing like he he's never played he's never played off the bench and he's played more games for us than anyone else and in his final game, we bring him on with four minutes to go. Like, you yeah, know, if could... we were if we weren't in the hunt for the Bulldogs eight, did the same uh, thing he... with um Steve Motter. And what grand final was that? 85, 86, something. He just dove on the board. 88. Was he still playing? Steve Motter was still playing in 88? I think it was 88 because he was definitely the halfback in 85. He pushed over from yeah. dummy half against St. George. Oh, 85 um, was when they won Origin. Against... You know, it's the famous, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. No, yeah, but he was, he was in that grand final. But look. Here's the thing. If you go, and I see him around the place sometimes, old Albert Fulavai, who was a winger for us, scored 14 tries in the 94 season. He was on the bench in the 94 grand final. Tim Sheens could have run him on in the last three minutes, so he actually would have been on that field. I make your betty wishes every day that Tim Sheens had run him on for that last three minutes. So the fact that Croker gets three minutes, I would have liked to see him get more, et cetera, whatever that was there. But the fact that they actually did give him some time on his last thing so he could walk off the pitch in that game at his last home game. And let's face it, it's probably going to be that, um, is a good thing. Then why have him on the, why is he on the bench again this week? Yeah, that's the thing. Is he gonna is he gonna and we're missing play? middles? We're missing middles. We'll get to the team, but the, the bench this week is 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 the worst um bench that Ricky's named in his in his tenure. I I mean maybe there's one that's worse, but in my opinion, I've I haven't seen a bench worse. Well, look, I, I've got some thoughts about that, which we'll get to later on in the... Um, in Fox Smokey. Fox Smokey. We'll get to that later on when we're, when we're there. But look, the Razor of View with Blake and the Pork, uh, man of the match I'm for the best up. game. I'm tossing up between two players. Mm -hmm. 
Nick Kotrick, I mean, no one's been a bigger critic. No one of, has of, been a bigger critic. Nick, Nick Kotrick than Absolutely me. Bang on. You, no one has been. No one's been a, a bigger contract. <laughs> not, of, not of him as a person. But, um, I, you know, I, up until very recent times, I think his performances have been very disappointing for a winger, you know, who's played for Australia, played for the Blues and on big, big money. Um, but last couple of weeks and this week, I think, you know, last week we said it was his best game mm-hmm. um, he's played since he came back to the Raiders. Again, I think that was even better than the week before. I thought he had a, a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of Nick Kotrick's performance, Matthew? Yeah, I was proud of it. Um, and I'm glad that the commentators also recognized it on mm. Fox anyway. So they, they were pumping him up, which is great because, you know, he's been copping a bit of a beating, whether it's on social media or in the in the media from because he's one of those one game. Yeah, I mean, I was also harsh on him too. Don't get me wrong, but um, he played fantastic, and I love to see Nicky Kotrick play like that because he had so much that with that body shape that others can't. Um, yeah, whether he can be consistent and do it over a whole seasons, another argument. But um, there weren't too many other players. I mean, Matty Tomoko didn't play great up to his usual. St- he was still great. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but he was the other one. The like other one I, I thought I thought about giving it to was was Joe Tarpany. And I mean, you know, he had a good game. And also, of course, the hit on... on and Elliot Whitehead. Because... Elliot you know, one, and Elliot Whitehead what, had a good What game, did so. I say on the show last week? Bash Reese Walsh. And like, he's, yeah. he was still trying to do it until the last right, 10 no. seconds. Last, Look, so that, so the camera that, times. He said in the camera times, though, that, um, that he... That um, when Croker had gone on to take his run, it meant so much to the team that Croker had, had, had got to have take a run in that game. And then Reese Walsh shot out of the line and put a hit on Croker. But then um, Tarpany wanted to get Reese Walsh back. Yeah. All, all, odd. all efforts. Yeah. I believe that. It gets niggly out there, dude. Like I agree with when um, you're with, playing like hundred percent. I agree with Kotrick um, getting the, the man of the match, but I'd like to throw another person in there, right. That I think was worthy of look and he might've got sin bin, but gee, Jordan Rapana leaves it all on the field. Doesn't he? Except he does, and, off. but he his effort cannot be questioned. No one, no one consistently tries harder. You never have him come off the field and say, "I, perhaps no." Well, you this really never go this. This league. is the thing. Even when he has a bad games, it's not through lack of effort. You know, yeah, it's, it's not brain. It's not. It's, it's, it's not it's too much effort. Yes, yeah, and problem. that's and that's what I've been critical of. You know, Nick Kotrick or people are critical of mm. um, Latrell Mitchell is that at times they're sort of you know go missing or they're passengers. Mm. Rupp is always in the game. He is. He's and always fighting to the last. He's always fighting for everything. And sometimes, look, that's, you know, <clears throat> to his detriment. But yep. you, you, it's the way he plays and it's the way he has to play. And this is why I was thinking for a long time, I thought Fogarty had stretched out to the most likely for the Meninga medal this season. And then the only person who could really catch him was Joe Tarpanay if he dissembled enough points. But I actually think Rupp is a bit of a dark horse for it. Actually, yeah. interesting. I think I the other one was the other one was, was was big red. But I'm still. Well, I said red. at the start of the year, and I'm still back in. This is we can all do our tips for the Meninga medal now, or at our end of season no, later. Later. So, but I've said Matt, next I've said Matt Timoko. I end of season special last week. Two interesting scenarios as well with Corey Horsburgh's um, four game suspension. Four game suspension. Um, either we go all the way, and he comes back in time for the grand final, yeah. pork, which I'm sure that's. That's, that's the only scenario exactly you're that's the only scenario that's going through your head yeah um or alternatively i can't believe you'd be thinking of any other we lose this week um the panthers lose this week we're out and then we don't see him again until round four next year you believe that that'd be shit wow. okay but look there has been something that's um 
maybe maybe we could get Mal to like pick him in the Australian team, so then they so yeah, then the All Stars, yeah. and then he goes and plays yeah. for not a bad idea. The redheaded <laughs> some but, team, and well, that's the thing with with um, JWH is whether or not the um, New Zealand Test games are going to count because mm. you know there's the, the the series at the end of the year whether mm. they because they're saying oh maybe he wasn't going to be picked in the New Zealand team, so it shouldn't count. He's picked now, hundred percent. Picked now for sure. Why wouldn't you? Uh, look, there has been something that's annoyed, quite a few things that annoyed me. In fact, you might say they've ground my gears. And you know what grinds my gears? No, you don't know. Um, Hang on, I'm going to think. It's yoga, awesome. yoga, <laughs> yoga. I loved yoga. Do you remember the banana and chocolate yoga they had? Yeah. I, I don't think there was a natural thing in it, but gee, I liked it. That, hence I'm the pork. You know, no, I didn't, doesn't grow on my gears. Look, I'm actually going to a different game, but it's in, in line with other things that, you know, might get people raps later on in the show. If you were watching the uh, match between the Gold Coast Titans and the Melbourne Storm, there was a lot of hype made up about Ryan Pappenhausen's return. And rightly so. He's a great player and it's wonderful. Did you hear him? Did field. you hear him in the post-match interview? No. There is not a nicer kid than that bloke like he just they interviewed him afterwards and it's just like he's just he's such a oh, nice good bloke yeah, and he was he's such a great player it's great seeing back on the field. i mean i hate melbourne more than anyone i, I know you yeah. do that, that know. is on the real i think you probably hate melbourne more than anybody does no, more than that on, my, on, my, on my platform yeah. but um yeah no he's he's just a nice guy yeah no, but anyway well, so he's come back, back in but within about three minutes of him coming on this is in you know like the 60th minute or four minutes it comes on he goes into tackle on kieran forum and with a swinging arm, you know, no intent. I'm not saying there's any intent whatsoever. Collects Kieran Foran in the <laughs> head with the arm. Foran stays down, right? Now, I thought initially he's playing for a, a penalty. Then the replay comes in. It clearly shows that Papenhausen's arms come across and smacked him in the head. They see this clearly. No penalty whatsoever. He has to come up and play the ball. No penalty. Less than 60 seconds later, they send Foran off for an HIA. Now, at what stage have we got to the point where your idea, NRL, of protecting a player and their head is about sending them off after they've had something happen to them, but not having anything happen to the person who puts it on, right? Not whatsoever. So they didn't go back and give him a penalty. They didn't put Pappenhausen on report. They didn't charge him after the match, but they sent four and off at that stage uh, the Titans were still in the match. <laughs> After that, the floodgates opened and they were gone. It's the very fact that you've got people who are sitting there who cannot see that you can't send someone off for an HIA for an incident you didn't think was worthy of a penalty and it grinds my gears. Fair enough. Now, if you thought Ricky Stewart was fired up yeah. after the game in the was. press conference on the weekend, um, wait to hear what Danny Stewart has to say. <clears throat> yeah, this is Danny Stewart. The uh, brother of a uh, Canberra Raiders coach, Ricky Stewart. <clears throat> now, now, in regards to the uh, heartbreaking loss against the uh, Bronx last Saturday night, uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If there was a uh, premiership ladder for uh, heart and courage, I uh, would be well and truly on top of that. And if there was a grand final for our heart and courage, I uh, would be in that this year as well. I uh, had a look at the... Uh, H&C ladder the other day, and uh, we're well and truly on top of that. So uh, onwards and upwards towards the H&C Premiership, and uh, at the end of the day, uh, that's the one that matters, kiddies. <clears throat> now, in regards to some of the, uh, uh, how shall I put up amusing decisions uh, all throughout the game, and especially at the end here, I'd like to extend an invitation to uh, Adam G and uh, uh, 
however, that drop kick was in the bunker. Uh, to come out and have a look at my kitchen window that has uh, been absolutely smashed in um, as I uh, lost my cool on Saturday night. It all got a little bit too much for me, and I uh, I uh, hurled a fret of stare through the uh, through the kitchen window. Ah, <clears throat> uh, man, can only take so much. Uh, as Ricky said in the press conference after the game, uh, little old ladies uh, in the stands were uh, losing their shit. Well, uh, there was an old drunken home losing his shit as well. And uh, when that uh, Hudson Young uh, uh, disgraceful uh, block of decision or whatever the fuck that was for, when it gets us in the end there, it all got a little bit too much for me. And uh, one of the uh, kitchen chairs uh, went uh, hurling through the window. <clears throat> So, uh, Jeezy, uh, whoever that uh, clown was in the bunker, uh, you can come out and have a look at it and uh, give me the uh, two grand bill or whatever the fuck it'll cost to get a new window, because that's all new blokes. <coughs> uh, now, in regards to the actual performance itself, uh, I was pretty proud of the performance, to be honest. So uh, We had fuck all ball, we defended our uh, dicks off, and uh, that's what we got at the end there. Uh, BOTB wasn't with us, uh, nothing went our way, and uh, we came away with an 11-point loss, so uh, that's footy. <coughs> uh, now, in regards to the... Uh, uh, big one against Granada. the Sharkies on Sunday. Uh, I'm aware there's a few different permutations as far as uh, us missing or making the out of concern. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, I couldn't give a stuff uh, what uh, the Cowboys or the Rizzles or South or uh, whatever those sides do. Uh, because uh, at the end of the day, uh, Raiders boys are full of class and uh, we're going to go out and they uh, kick the Sharkies' ass. <clears throat> so uh, expecting a uh, comfortable win on Sunday. Uh, I've seen nothing from these boys to uh, suggest we're not marching towards your fourth premiership uh, onwards and upwards and they uh, go your green machine. Jeez, I wouldn't want to be going having a few sherbets with him uh, when he's in that mood. Yeah, he's a bit more dangerous than Arnie Jay to this week. A bit more dangerous. Maybe, maybe I would. Maybe I'd want to have a few beers with him. Just no, oh, everyone, wants, everyone wants to have a beer with Danny Stewart. And that, maybe yeah. that can be our prize next year in the competition. You know, well, you, you know, can it's choose. Like... You can go to Orange and shave your nuts with Arnie J. You can no one's a, doing that. Have no a beer. Somebody might not want to do it. <laughs> no Somebody might want no, to do it. No, well, when they had, when at before I didn't go, but before um, the Parramatta game um, mm. at, oh, at, the at the Wolfpack, yeah, at yeah. the famous meetup, it's. Danny Stewart was the one that that people were oh, yeah. were clamouring to see. Oh, he was the guy. He was holding. He, he was holding court. There was no. There was no. There was no keeping up with him. Everyone was there to see Danny Stewart. <laughs> they wanted to have sherbets with Danny Stewart. And you know what? Like um, he had one with everyone. He's like, like Alfie. Like, oh no, uh, uh, Roy Royce Simmons. Yeah. And the problem was, and Freddie Flintoff. The problem is, he did have a beer with all of those people. Um, but yeah, no. But what's more, not only was he having those beers, but he was standing up well after they were all collapsing. So you know, he's a man of the people, Danny Stewart. Bit yeah. fired up this week, man of the people. But this time, and look, we have to apologise because last week we got so carried away, we forgot that our favourite segment was one we needed to incorporate, and that of course is Ask Clown of the Week. <laughs> um. And of course, we still don't have a sponsor. And if you want to sponsor this segment, Blarke and I and Matthew are open, open money. So <laughs> at the moment, you know, once more, it's Andy Matt Sol wants to get paid. Matt wants to get paid. He said his agent, his yeah. agent's been in touch. Really? Yeah. yeah. He wants they, to get they paid. They want their cut. Yeah. So just <laughs> send your checks to. He wants uh, to know what the health plan is. Yeah. yeah. Right. The health plan. <laughs> I got booted. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, my, my ass clown from last week, which I was upset that we didn't get to mention it, was. Um, one Corey Parker for trying to suggest that rugby oh. league should introduce the Joker round. Oh. That is the most freaking ridiculous, terrible idea of of like right. I nominated him. I think the week before of the Ask Clown saying we wouldn't win another game, but that was even like I know that this is the problem when you're a content creator. You know, you've got to constantly be coming up with stuff and clicks and all mm. the rest of it. But that's just the dumbest. I don't how that oh, go man. off the ground. I don't know. It shouldn't get off the ground. It shouldn't imagine get... being the West Tigers every week and going, oh great. 
They're playing the joke, you know. <laughs> they're playing the Joker. I've playing, been playing the Joker against every 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 week. And then this is the whole thing about why you can't have, um, you know, golden point games where they're worth three points and one team gets two points. One you can't have different games. Mm. Worth, Everything has to be worth, marked, worth different points. Imagine like the the race to the eight at the end of the year at the moment, where it's like <clears throat> it was confusing enough with the uneven distribution of buys this year. Imagine, oh no, hang on, but they could still go up here because they haven't played their joke. Yeah, no. the fucking like it's a weird game, game of poker. It's a which which brings me to my my ask clown this week, and we'll get. I'm sure we'll get to yours, pork in a sec. But my kind of rolls off the back of that, and I mean, I, I'd like to say Adam G or even the touchy from the weekend's game, but it really. It's a combination of everything, including Horsburgh being suspended this weekend. When I don't, we're looking at a at a pivotal weekend in rugby league for hundreds of thousands of fans, if not millions of fans, and teams that are either qualified or are still trying to qualify for the finals, which we're all led to believe is the most important <laughs> thing. We've got some teams playing on a Thursday and they're running out their reserve grade sides we've got some teams playing on a sunday i just i don't see how at all it is fair that the raiders who are playing on a sunday are waiting to see a result by two reserve grade sides that are playing on a thursday and a friday and it might determine the side that they pick and you know whether it's gambling or whether it's just the fantasy kid that wants to play you know he's he's or it's the family that have flown to Brisbane to watch the Storm play this weekend, the only money that they can save all year, and some of the some people in the media are, are trudging out the theory that oh no, Brisbane and Melbourne deserve the right to rest players. That is absolute horseshit. The final round of rugby league should be telecast. Everyone should play at the same time like they do in the English Premier League or they do in the NFL. You shouldn't be able to doctor the way that you get over the line. And in the NFL, if you don't play a certain amount of your starting plays, you get fined. Mm. I just don't see how it's it's considered a right. But to it's, rest it's the, the, the the problem with all those um, other competitions is the competition comes first, and then the broadcasts come second. The broadcasters mm. walk yeah. around in rugby league the way it's always been. It's always been Channel Nine yes. or Fox Sports. It's always been about what the broadcast comes first. You know that's why we didn't even until recently there wasn't even a draw mm-hmm. done in advance. Yeah. You didn't even know, you know, more than six weeks ahead what time a game would be on. Or mm. anyway, well, look and look, <clears throat> one of the things the AFL's done here that's better is they had their last round last week. Now they have a rest round. Everybody is off that's in the finals that's going in. So when they have the game scheduled next week, everyone's had a break. So it's not there. That is the way you can get over it with rugby league. But then you have the broadcasters wanting their almighty content. So that's the point when you bring up the QRL finals matches and the New South Wales Cup matches and you broadcast those on the weekend into the market. So we get a full schedule of those lower grades, which gives them some exposure, which is a really good thing to do. Gives us the broadcast spot, but gives all the sides times off, which means we're not seeing these. Well, we do have the Q Cup on Thursday night on Channel Nine. Oh, we do effectively, <laughs> but not not actually. That's the thing we do. But, so I think, but I agree with you. I think that that grinds my gears as well. Yeah, the other one, the reason why I came in the, the is um, ask plan rather is in that the the you know the uh, FIFA World Cup is because years ago in eighty two Spanish World Cup, um, Germany and um, Austria already knew that if Germany won one nil. Germany would and Austria would both go through, so they conspired to have a result. And that, that's the thing now because 
you look at you look on paper now, Penrith have picked a um a pretty decent team. Mm-hmm. Well, depending mm-hmm. on on the result on Thursday night, they might change their team again yet. You know, and oh, mate, if, if Brisbane win on Thursday, then there's no reason Penrith should play anyone. Well, I mean, they got that. There's only so many players they could move off the extended bench, but they would obviously move some. Yeah, at the same time, time I guess <clears throat> you know we can't be that critical because you look at the the baby Raiders. Yeah, in yeah. 2020, we did it. Oh, but yeah, but would, it's the system. So we're not. Compl- I'm not complaining yeah. that Penrith are doing it. I'm complaining that the system allows it. And yeah, it's a joke, and it's never going to change. It's like all these well, things in rugby the, league that we hate. They're never going to change. No, and they all, they maybe need to try and celebrate whoever comes first at the end of the season more. Clearly, right now, first and second are exactly the same, apart from two grand or whatever it is, yeah, because exactly they, the same. they because they can never meet each other. So if you become if you come second, you you play at home if you win until the mm-hmm. grand final. Um, and then the other thing that's Bring been pointed back the top out five. is, Let's well, get to if off. you. If you want to have a look at our reserve grade side and, and what they're having to run through, uh, first has a week off. Second and third, if they win, they only play three games, including the grand final. Fourth and fifth have to play five. It's a very different system that I don't necessarily agree with either. So, look, it's not an easy thing to do, but I, I just I'm, – I'm looking at, at, at all of these little things that – are conspiring against us and they're not fabricated they're not consciously decided by someone up there who hates the Canberra Raiders but you know horse were getting four weeks what happened on the weekend in that game and now potentially the Raiders having to play away from home when teams are just phoning it in for their life when we're losing half of our forward pack it's just it, it doesn't seem fair when all the teams should be playing at the same time and we should maybe just be streaming it Mm, I don't yeah. know. Or even, yeah. or even they all play over two days, and once you set your lineup, like they all play like the magic round over two days. They start at like one o'clock, three o'clock, five o'clock, seven o'clock, one o'clock, mm. three o'clock, five o'clock, seven o'clock. Once you set your lineup on that Friday, you can't change it. Yeah, yeah. Fair mm. enough. Fair enough. I've got my ass clown. Go. Um, so I don't know if you saw about this time last week. Um, the Raiders. This could be part of Market Watch segment. Linked to another player. A very handy number six from the Brisbane Broncos, nice. Ezra Mann. Oh my God! Did you see that? We were linked to Ezra Mann, and then I did. A couple of days later, I oh know he's, he's all he's all good to to re-sign. Yeah, with the Broncos. Yeah, and um, I posted about this, and someone said, "Do you think um, we were ever really a shot of getting Ezra Mann?" I said, "No. The way all these stories work is that um, someone like Ezra Mann's um, manager, yeah, yeah." Gets in touch with a journalist like Brent Reed, yeah. who wrote the greatest are interested in Ezra Man piece. So I tag Brent Reed in this, and then and then he rings up the Canberra Raiders club and said, "Would you be interested in Ezra Man?" Don Funner says, "Well, of course, you know he's a quality player. Of course, wow. we'd be interested in him." Next thing you know, you've got a headline, you have got a story: Raiders targeting Ezra Man, where it's not really true. And then Brent Reed fired back at all this and saying that how um, he was actually doing Raiders fans a favour by writing articles like this because it gave us hope. Yeah. Thanks, Brenton. <laughs> Genius. So, so first of all, he said that um, <clears throat> I wasn't I wasn't Sherlock for figuring out that how the, the the stories come about and all story. And I said, look, it's clear that ninety percent of stories in like the trash um, 
tabloid rugby league media are driven by player agents. I think have I, you been blocked by Brent Reed? No, no, not really? yet, not yet. So first of all, he said I wasn't sure. And then he said, I had no idea how the stories come about. But he just kept on going and going. It was quite entertaining. A few people listening to the show would have followed along. If you can't, try and find the thread. But yeah. But now it's Colin Matangi, apparently. Yes, yeah, yes. And now it's Colin And it's the same thing. It's like being endless. I said to Brent Reed, being endlessly linked to players that we have no prospect of signing. And these stories, the Raiders are interested because he rings up Don Fernand and says, would you be interested in killing Colin Matangi? Yes. Matthew, yeah. you'd be interested in him. We'd all be interested in him. Do we think he's going to come? No, he's not. And we're tired of the Raiders being used. And, you know, it's whoever has a, a uh, war chest, position. Oh, yeah, a war chest yeah, yeah. you're going to be linked with everything. And agents just use other clubs to try yeah. and get more money out of yeah. their, their current club. That's right. That's right. I'd sign Colin Matangi, though. I wouldn't I would sign Ezra Mam. Definitely sign Colin Matangi. I'd yeah. take either of them, to be honest with you. But I'd yeah, Colin Matangi is, you know, he's no, I, I'm looking forward to, um, I'm looking forward to the Colonel and, and Doctor Strange. I really want to see it. And and look, we talked about it last week, but I don't know what the deal needs to be done with Parramatta to get um, the Colonel down here next season. But I think we need to be talking about that. If we're going towards the future, we're looking at the kids. Let's get the kid here now. They'll want to play. I oh, know they'll, they'll want a couple that's of players, what it is. And, but, and they'll probably they'll probably want to sign like a a Matt Frawley esque type player to be their backup because I mean, they they lost Jacob Arthur, yeah. and maybe maybe uh, the Colonels their next backup after <laughs> Moses and those go down. To John oh, I still Arcee, think they maybe. need a hooker, and we've got heaps. It's so I still hookers. think Danny Levi to Parramatta. <laughs> it's not, not going to happen. Anyway, you're not sending my boy. You're not look, sending Levi. I asked another week. I've actually got two. The fact that they wheeled out Jared Maxwell to do the defence at the best penalty um, took the the Graham Annesley weekly Monday shill session to a, a new level, in my opinion. There was no defence of awarding that penalty. There was no defence of Grant Atkins upholding that penalty. So Jared Maxwell was there as well. As he, yeah, he came. So they, they, they wheeled, wheeled him out. They to, wheeled him out to, to do it. disprove Ricky's theory that he has no power. No, listen yeah, to They wheeled him out. Um, and the, the, the there was horse. no defending it. It didn't matter. If you did it with the sound down, you go, he's talking about why that shouldn't have been awarded as a penalty and why it shouldn't have upheld. No, you turn the volume on, he's doing exactly the opposite. There, there was no, so ask clowns, a lot of them, they're ask clowns. But the other one I want to do, and look, some of the people I'm criticising here are people I quite like a lot and whose opinions I value in a lot of cases. But the people who criticise Joe Tarpanay for ironing out Reese Walsh, um, take a good look at yourself. The game goes for 80 minutes, not 79 minutes and 40 seconds. If you're standing there in the shadow of the season where it was at last season where Joe Marnie fakes an injury and then streaks through, and if all of a sudden you got someone who's standing there doing the same thing and you're falling for the same thing, well, blame Joe Marnie that he got creased out, you know, claiming he was an injured. You're holding the ball. You've done the stuff. You're on the field of football. It's a man's game in this particular issue, in this particular game, and or even if it's a woman's game, it doesn't actually matter. It is a contact sport. You know, and if our Matua in our NRLW side saw the same thing happening, I'd hope she'd crease that person who was doing the same thing, just the same as Joey Tarpanay laid out Reese Walsh. You know, NRL gave it a hit of the week, so, you know, it's... It's, it's uh, fantastic. It was hit. fantastic, it's seconds and to go. It's the game people on. who complain about it, you know, people say, oh, it wasn't the spirit of the game. You know, you know what's not in the spirit of the game? Katoni Staggs hitting someone on the floor with his forearm. That's not in the spirit what's, of the game. What, what, is, what is the first thing you were taught in any play the sport, whistle boys play, play the, the whistle, whistle. Mm. from yeah, the of age of five of on, and look whether it's i rugby think or football. i think that um young reese walsh has has grown a lot this year yes he's learned a lot this year and it's just another thing and like i say he didn't they spoke to him after the game he held, held no ill will no. whatsoever and i 
My Joey Taps hit him so hard, he almost knocked out his mosca- mascara. That's how hard he hit him. Honestly. <laughs> no, it's not mascara. Don't tell you guys the um, good people at Landspeed Records informed me that Ezra Mann and Jordan Ricky came into the shop on Saturday. Flicking through the hip-hop? Yeah, flicking through the hip-hop. Asking about a website. So yeah, landspeed.com.au. Buy your hip-hop records from landspeed.com.au. And while you're there, why not pick up a Raiders by 56 beanie? Yeah. You, you still go. can, just like the young lady who blanked me now twice at GAO Stadium. <laughs> the Raiders by 56. So now it's time to look at the team list for the start. Once more, uh, a segment without a, a sponsor because, you know, and we're for sale. We're up for sale. Um, so the Raiders, Jordan Rapiner at the back. Seb Chris still on the wing. Jack Whiten in number three. Matt Timoko in number four. Nick Kotrick in number five. Frawley still in six. And Jamal Fogarty in seven. Then the front row, we've got Emre Gula with Joe Tarpanay. We've got Zach Wolford between them. We've got Hutto Young and Elliot Whitehead as captain in the second row. Corey Horsburgh still named on the official site in number 13. We don't know who that's going to be at this stage. Sami Solo is the 18th man, so that would be the most logical one there. But I, that, I don't the, think the most the logical one based on the current 17 is Ohepapuru, um could go to 13. Maybe that was a bit of the plan, but they may not want to start him there because he's not huge. He's not huge, but he, he, he likes having a go. Then you got... 14's Tom Starling, uh, Adam Mariota in 15, Jared Croker in 16, and Hayapapuru in 17. For the Sharks, we've got Connor Tracy scored a lovely try on the weekend, by the way, in number one. We've got Katoa on one wing with Mortalo on the other. So good try scoring options. We've got Jesse Ramian, who ironed out Caelan Ponga last weekend, and Talakai in the centres with him. Raiden Trindle also played a decent game last weekend in the number six. Um, and Nico Hines is back after his injury, displacing Matt Moylan from last week. In the front row, they got Toby Rudolph and Braden Hamlin-Uwaley uh, with Brake Braley, Braley in between them at number nine. got Brighton Nicara um, in number 11, great try-scoring machine, and Wade Graham. Britain. Brighton. Brighton, Britain? It's Britain. I thought it was Brighton. No. And you also thought it was Dane Mariner when it's Dean. Right. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'm glad you got all your pronunciations correct, Balake. Thanks for, for letting us all know. Coming down here with the correctness. Luke Coombs. I don't no, even Combs. know who that is. Combs. That's your fault, mate. Combs. Luke Combs. You got Wade Graham, um, who's running down to the end of his career. Um, then you got Cameron McInnes in the 13 jersey and no teeth. Then you got Jack Williams in the 14. You got Royce Hunt, who's very sad he's not going to be shaping up against our. I reckon he's secretly he's, he's happy. You think? Yeah, I reckon secretly he's a bit relieved. I reckon when you've got running guys scared. that hostile, what they really want to do is have a cuddle. That's what I reckon. He's I reckon they actually scared, love a big red. That's what I think. I reckon Roy Sun's the size of a, a four-story building. He's a big I, think, I don't think he's scared of anyone. No, no, no. He was a good rider. Too much weight's not enough speed bike. Then we, then we got Tom Hazelton. Big Tommy Hazelton. You know the, yeah, the story behind Big Tommy Hazelton? No. Do you know from? Tommy Hazelton? Yeah, he's from Goulburn. Yeah. Well, he slipped out of our net. Do you know who brought what? him? To, do you know who brought him to the Sharks? No. Goldwyn's most famous publican. Do you know who Goldwyn's most famous publican is? Mm. Gavin Miller. Is I was right? going to say Gavin, Gavin Miller. Gavin Miller yeah. still runs a pub and he he got him a gig at the Sharks. Well, he was playing go. in the local Goldwyn. So Com. I can go have a beer with Gavin Miller as well as with Mick Cronin. You try to. That's pretty good. Okay, then you got Matt Moylan in seventeen, but. Um, we should probably get to the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? And it, this week it is wild because we don't actually know what's going to happen. And, and we know the extended bench is going to come in. Right. So for the Rays, we've got Sami Solo, half a Hardwick. Sure. Yep. Then we got Albert Hoppawade. He's a Hardwick. Half a Hardwick. No, half he's a Hardwick. Hardwick. He's half a first Hardwick. grade player. He's a Hardwick. He hasn't played a grand final. Half a Hardwick. No, that is not the 200 name. games. 
Someone got very upset actually that I I compared. Um, I said that Gary Coyne um, was the Canberra Raiders equivalent of, of, of Kevin Hardwick. Gary Coyne scored three tries in a semi final. Play, play for Queensland. Play for Queensland against um, the Manly. Manly ninety one. Um, one of them was should have been illegal these days because they actually had the ball and everyone assumed they was going to kick him. Then he, he for a goal and then he tapped it and ran. Um, then you got Trey Mooney in the twenty jersey. What, what, what's, what's Trey Mooney done? I don't know. Just has he has he run over Rick's player. cat? No, he hasn't played the ball fast enough. I think. I think that's. Then the you got uh, Danny Levi in twenty one, and you got James Schiller in twenty two. For them, so we've got Danny one, Levi, uh, four Hardwicks, two, uh, two and a half. Well, he's an international. He's, got he's three a hard, international. We got three Jill. Hardwicks for the Raiders on the extended bench. Then you got Kale Ira. Now, is he a relation of Tony Ira? He is. He's, he's, he's his uncle. Yeah. He's, he's his uncle. No, he's his nephew. He's, he is related. No, Kay's Kay's really old. Kay's actually yeah, Kevin yeah, Ira's that, uncle. That's old if he's his uncle. Um, <laughs> he's on the bench in eighteen. Um, no Hardwicks. Uh, we got Harotti, half a Hardwick mm. in nineteen. Oregon Kafusi, he's got to be at least half a Hardwick. Half a Hardwick. Yeah. So we got one Hardwick. Right, then we got Jesse Colcahoon. It's not Colcahoon. It's Colhoon. 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 It's, it's spelled Colcahoon. <laughs> no, I did Colhoon. a I did a TV series with a friend of mine who's a Colhoon, and it's Colhoon. Yeah. Um, my lawyer's name is is Colhoon. That's on our well now henceforth he's going to be known as jess colcahoon right there we you, go. you can that's also it. call you can call Corey Corey hers but horsberg that's too. right that's exactly what i call it and then you got daniel atkinson no, it's, in it's, it's so in reality Danielle. atkinson um you got the emphasis on the wrong syllable there so they've got one hardwick in their bench and we've got three on our extender so we're giving that one to Canberra, which is good because it's time for Oh, Smokey. Now, here's what's going to happen. We know the horse is out, right? So something I've been saying is going no, to happen. No, we don't. Supreme time. Court. It's going to the Supreme Maybe. Court. But assuming injunction. the Supreme Court doesn't understand it. Temporary injunction. Oh, well, we should get one of those. Assuming the Supreme Court or the injunction doesn't come through, here's what I'm suggesting is going to happen is the front row. Something I've been saying is going to be happening for a long time, but this week it's going to happen because none other than our captain, Elliot Whitehead, is going to go into the front row rotation. He's going um, into and the so front row rotation. Who's playing back row? So back row, well, he, he's coming out. And we are going to see coming off the extended bench, coming off the extended bench, we're going to see Fasami Sola come in, going into the back row. No, we're not. Just, <laughs> Jared Crow playing is with playing him. We're going to see Trey Mooney. Trey Mooney is going to come across <laughs> and he's going to go into the 13 jersey. No. Yes, he is. He ladies, is. ladies and gentlemen, the reason we call it the pork smoky isn't because it's pork. It's because pork's been smoking. Yeah, right. When he's how, doing how it. is the pork? Is it zero and four so far since we accused the pork smoky? Shut up! Shut the hell up! What we're like? Okay, can I tell right. you? So, so we've got. Can I tell you what actually actually will happen? No, this is pork smoky. This is not Blake's full of crap section. Um, right. So Moody's going to come. We'll talk after Blake. Let's listen he's to the smoky. He's going to the side. Um. And for Horsburgh coming out, we're going to see um, Whitehead go into the front row rotation and we'll probably see Solo go on to the bench um, as a result. And I don't know whether Herr Papura is going to stay in the side at okay. all. But, and here's the worst part of this smoking. Someone's going to fall off our bench and he's going to be replaced by James Schiller. Right. I love you, Paul. But I'm not, I'm not mentioning happen. any names there, but <laughs> I'm just saying that... Right. I have a distinct feeling a certain Jake okay. Craker will not be on the bench this okay. weekend. Right, Blake Stradamus. What's your Blake Stradamus? I've got two things I want to say. Is this, One thing. Sorry, is this Blake no. Stradamus? No, I've got two things. Not... I've got two parts, right? Right. First part is what will happen to the team now that um, Corey Horsburgh um, is out is that 
Pasami Solo will come into the 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, and either Pasami Solo or um, either Pasami Solo or Adam Mariota will start at front row. Yep. Joe Tarpany will go to 13. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah. And then as far as the bench goes, well, I said before, I hate this bench. Um, it makes no sense to me. We're, we're short, you know, we're now short two of our middles who play um, big minutes every week. And obviously the plan was for them to play very big minutes again. Um, and we've got Tom Starling and, and Jared Croker there on the bench. And we've got Hohepa Puru, who's a utility 13. He's not a prop. I just don't see how we cover those minutes through the middle. And our strength against the Sharks has always been their forward pack um, is inferior to ours. Well, right now, it looks like they've got the edge on there as us as well. What do you think will happen, Matthew? Well, much of it might come down to what happens on Saturday, which is our reserve grades playing against um, the Blacktown Seagulls. So those team lists, Mooney's not listed. So it's, it's, I, as soon as I saw this odd team list, I started to think, oh, well, when's when's reserve grade playing? And so now basically reserve grade's a, f- a free shot and then first grade. I actually feel like if much of it's going to determine what happens in the Penrith-Cowboys game, if Penrith win, then I think Trey Mooney plays for us on Sunday mm-hmm. and he gets a start and then maybe Croker um, drops off the, the bench. I don't see why we would have Croker there when we're missing so many middles. Yeah. Um, I person, I agree with you. I think Solo comes in and probably starts like he did at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, I can remember him having a great game against the Cowboys, actually. And then Tarpani's played 13 for New Zealand, so it just makes sense. And then Tarpani and he did, he might... He can re- do a bit of that shifting as well. You know, he can play bigger minutes. Yeah. He can do a bit more ball playing. And he's passing, yeah, he's he's passing, passing a lot more at the moment. He's actually playing 13 in the second half for us. Yeah. I have a feeling we might shift Tarpani up in the middle to give Puru a chance to get some minutes. Mm-hmm. So much is going to depend on what happens in that Penrith game. If we, if Penrith win, then it's a free shot for Ricky, you know, and Madge to do whatever they want. Yeah. So basically the scenarios are like, we haven't really covered this, but if Penrith beat the Cowboys, we're in, we're in the eight, no matter what happens. But yeah. If they win and then we lose against the Sharks, we're most we likely the Knights. Gonna, yeah. And that's yeah. at the Knights. That's a, that's like, yeah, that's, you know, like sending a land. Like, well, you might as well having, get drunk. <laughs> guys, <laughs> honestly, Dip having on the bus on the way. To but with, Fo- with Fogarty, we Fogarty with an eye, no, but Fogarty with an eye issue, Papaliti Papa now out for the season. Yeah. We're Osborne out for the season. It's the season's pretty much dead hanging by a thread without saying it's done. That I, I feel like if, if Penrith win on the weekend, yes, if we lose, we have to play the Knights. But if Penrith win on the weekend, we're going to blood some players. Mooney and Puru will get some minutes. I have a feeling. And then if Penrith lose, and you, you can allude to this, you were just about to, mate, but it's game on. Like, yeah. Well, if if we win, if Penrith lose and we win, we get a home final. Yeah, against either... Sharks, sharks, sharks probably. or or potentially um, the the roosters because the roosters will finish well either no, roosters no, or... south yeah 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 hang on have we got it's all wrong now the roosters for and against is so bad that if they win they're finishing eighth if the if we beat the sharks and souths win we will play souths at home which I'll take yeah I'd take it I'd take but... just about anything over the nights away but anyway yeah um. 
But get on and watch reserve grade. They're, they've won four straight. They're actually, and you know, and I, we all want our first grade side to be playing in grand finals. And But reserve grade's a great watch. They're on the telly on the weekend and they've got a lot of young players, including my mate, Danny Levi. And they're on Facebook Live, not on the TV. They've got a sudden death. Yeah, Facebook Live. Um, they've got a sudden death game this weekend against a side that we have a little bit of history against. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers, but at the beginning of last year, that was the game. It might have been a trial game um, out at Penrith that there was that fight between some of Blacktown's fans and our bench. Do that you remember? Was, was that at Kipax? That was last year. Was that year. last year at Kipax? Yeah. No, it was in Sydney. And, it's, and to the point where Blacktown, who are now um, obviously playing under the Manly Warringah banner. Well, that was they're, because they're what's his ties. name? Fulton um, was signing all that. All those yeah. kids out of Blacktown, and so that's where, um, that's where um, Olakawatu, Shoestar, there's yeah, a whole bunch more, of them. Photo brothers. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If we, if if assume this is assuming Penrith wins on the weekend, right? Which I, I think they will um, against the Cowboys. Assuming that, if we beat the Sharks, then we host the Sharks at Canberra Stadium in the first week. If we lose to the Sharks, then we go away to Newcastle. That's according to logical form at this stage. That that would be where we'd go um you know and the dream the dream scenario for us is to get a home final no matter what happens that'd be fantastic yeah gates get get jack and jared another chance to play um mm. yeah, we, we're gonna miss horsburgh and papali'i like it's not it's very hard it's very hard without yeah. like you know we've got three middles our strength is our forward pack mm-hmm. well the strength of our forward pack really lies in three players mm-hmm. and two of them now are gone for the season so yeah. it's very it's very difficult but anyway so and if and if by some miracle we won through against the Knights, if we came in last, then we'd have to go now to Melbourne. Um, is is the most likely thing. Anyway, where we used to have really good yeah, record. where we used to have a really good record until all of a sudden they did all our winning margins in in one fell swoop. So maybe speaking of winning records, we're nine in a row against the Sharks. Yeah, apparently. yeah, yeah. we we've, we've lost a few winning records this season where yeah. we've been on a good run and they've all come crashing to a heart. Look, last forever, people. Perhaps it's time to rip in with Arnie Joe. G'day Raiders fans. We continue to limp towards the finals and the Panthers have named a decent team to win for us this week. Last week was a much better performance from us for the, for most of the game, even though we didn't win, so we can keep our chins up there. We have the Sharks this week and even though we have a great record against them, we are certainly up against it when it comes to injuries and suspensions. So how do we win? The Sharks are coming second in the comp for all run metres, but their props and forwards are below average for this stat. In fact, well below. They are bog average. So we need to stop their back five making all the metres, kick to the corners and find the grass. Like the Broncos last week, their try scoring map is really unbalanced. They score 46% of their tries on their left and 37% on their right. Certainly not good news for our frail edges. They concede tries in a similar way with 44% on on their left, 31% on their right, but they have improved with Moylan out of the side on one of those edges. So our game plan is really simple. Their middles are bottom tier, so keep running up the guts all game. Win the yardage battle and take advantage of their nine handling errors average per game once we get the ball in their half and i know i sound like a broken record but get timacore the ball early and one-on-one 
We have such an attacking weapon in our team and hardly use him. And it makes me question how much planning goes into our games from our coaching staff. Getting Timacore early ball in space is such a no-brainer. And if Jackie plays centre, then same applies to him. We will know by 7.30 on Saturday what our situation for Sunday is. So let's hope the Panthers get a win and we can rest a few players with various bumps and bruises. Enjoy your footy this week and go, you green machine. And once more, we're giving away uh, autographed pictures of his shaved nutsack. <laughs> They're not of his shaved nutsack. They're just glossies, 8 by 10 Yeah. Yeah, okay. Glamour shots. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so waxed. <laughs> Wax, not shade. Glamour shots. Um, and we're not giving them away. You've got to send a, a campaign contribution to the Blake on the Board campaign. Yeah. And enclose a stamped self-addressed envelope. envelope. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. you know, yeah, otherwise. Anyway, maybe we've got to talk about who's got a lift. Ooh. Are you two suck? You two both have to live. Neither of you came in at all. <laughs> it was actually better with that as a hood. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm usually late, so just... Maybe maybe you've got a lift. Just your tone. Just a little higher. You sound a little flat. Do not sound flat. You suck. <laughs> you suck, Lenivers. You suck. Who's got a lift? Um, oh, pretty much everybody in this one. They, they've really got... They've got a lift, not in the sense they played badly last week. They've just got to get up off the canvas and go again. They've just got to get up off the canvas and go again. That that That's really what it's all about. Um I, you know, I want to see Jack play this out. I really want to see him play this out. Not that I think he played badly last weekend. I don't think he did. Um, and at one stage, I thought he was going to score that try. Um, yeah, it was a great run. It was a great run. Um, I, I, look, I thought he did all right. It just, it's getting up off the canvas and giving it another try and keeping this on and still believing. And that that's that's what's going to happen. They, they've got a lift in that regard. Mm. Maybe the coaching staff, maybe a bit of better plan of, of how to pick a bench and use a bench would, would be helpful. Like even before horse went out, I looked at that bench and I was like, tried to like contemplate what the rotations are going to be. And they're very hard to work out. And it almost seems that um, Ricky doesn't really like having planned rotate. He's very big on, on sort of just going with the flow when it comes to use of the bench, which, um, you know, there's something to be said for, but at the same time, yeah, really. Baffled. I think in the past he's had planned rotations. And I think in the past, He's been pretty strict at the way that he wants to run his rotations, especially early in the season. What's the pl- okay? What's the plan with the, with the team as name? Assuming Horser is playing, what's the I don't know if rotation? he has planned rotations anymore. My yeah. point that I was getting to is, I think that kind of came down to one of the issues that he had with or Tarpany and Tarpany's wife or fiance or whatever at the time had with him last year was that the minutes weren't big enough and the planned rotation was too strict. So I think Ricky's actually been pretty open eared to listening to the player power hence jared being back on the side but i'm i'm lost at what that bench looks like yeah. um, that's why i think maybe this penrith game is gonna maybe get trey mooney because trey can't play for um zerg grade because they're playing the day before so yeah and he's not listening <laughs> in the new south wales cup side but he could no the other not. thing that ricky's done lately is that something like that is is trey mooney might play 30 minutes uh, in New South Wales Cup and then be the 18th man. That's a possibility. Yeah, it? he's not even listed in New South Wales Cup. My who's got a lift is just any middle that's not, yeah. that's playing because we're missing two of our most influential players of the mm. last three or four years. And Tarpany couldn't play any better. Gula is playing the best he's played all year. And then who's the other middle? Oh, shit, it's Puru. And who? So who's got a lift? Uh, yeah. 
Makes hook, no sense. The hooker, Tommy Starling's Tommy Starling's going to play thirteen, and I hope yeah. Puri's going to be playing prop. Oh. Makes no sense, man. Makes no sense. Anyway, and then Jared's going to come on in the front row rotation for the last two minutes. You know who's got a lift? The guy that bangs the drum and went to the judiciary last night. He didn't bang it loud enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He should have got. He bangs that the drums. And just Stone irritated roses. those guys until they said, "I don't want to see you again. I'm gonna, you know, let it go." Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the drums are beating, but the Look, caravan rolls on. That's right. <laughs> anyway, but there are. Was it fact, the dogs are barking? I don't know. It's that one, James. There are, in fact, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. Are they? Are they? Yeah, there are reasons. We're still we're still a chance to make the finals. A good chance. To make still a good chance to have a home final, Matthew. We're, we're still on our skates. We're still. I've qu- I've, I've on quit on skates. first grade, lads. I'm on reserve grade now. Me and Juzzy Gitto. See you later, first grade. I'm on oh, reserve look, grade. I'm on the NRL. And by w, Monday, guys, we're all in Bali. Huh? I'm on NRL. Is it where is he in the season? Should be getting going along. No, he's actually coming over here, Juzzy, to um do a, a few of the coaching staff are coming over to do a scouting trip of American. Uh, Teams and, and coaches. So looking I'm for some players, looking for the next six. <laughs> look, look, here's the thing. And you guys, you all made fun of me, but on grand final day where we've got, you know, the first grade side, the NRLW side and the Reggies all playing on grand final day, you'll remember that I said we were still on our skates. You also said that we had to win. You said we we're going to win last weekend. So oh, mate, that was a blip. But for the but for the officials, we would have won. But for the officials, we would have won. We're we're still on our skates, and I don't want to hear you guys talking it down. We're still on our skates, and it's very good. Look, I've got a listener of the week this week. I was very lucky to uh, run into uh, great two-time listener of the week uh, for Razor Review with Lake and the Pork, Al Teggett on the weekend. Came down, brought the family down to the match. Uh, bought a pork T-shirt. You would have seen online, wouldn't you, Blake? Nah, I blocked him. Yeah, you would have seen. I no, saw no, it. It was from me. I saw have it. Blacked, that was colourful. Looked great. I blocked. I blocked you. Have, as well. have you blacked me? Oh, that's all right then. Um, he came down as there, but uh, he's not actually. I'm not going to make him a third time listener of the week. That's that's reserved only for like Wanda, um, you know, special ones like that. But his son uh, Henry. Uh, now, one of the great things about Henry is he loves getting involved with shit talk with opposition supporters, and there were some Broncos supporters in front of us who were really getting mouthy, and he served it right back up to them. He was going all match. And I said to him as I was slipping away, uh, trying to look for the shark, who I did not find. I think he's dodging me at the moment. Um, I said, Henry, it's great, but you're either going to have to moderate your behaviour with the other supporters or learn to fight, <laughs> to which everybody laughed at that stage. But he is the Razor Review with Blake and the Pork, listener of the week this week. So well done, Henry. It was a pleasure to meet you. You're against that, aren't you, Blarko? You, you, Al's dead to you now. Is that right? No, I just feel like we should be giving the Alice's of the week some kind of like prize, like a pork t-shirt or a Blake t-shirt or a Heather t-shirt. We should. Are you going to? Are you going to buy them? You, you paying for that, are man? You for that? That? That's coming out of your salary. <laughs> the Green Machine podcast will pay for it. I'll pay for it. And by yeah. the way, I did. I did spend a lot of the second half watching the game with the great JB. Uh, it was a pleasure with him and his son. Um, uh, great man. Great man. Um, very much enjoyed my time with him. Um, coming up. Well, we don't know what's coming up. So we're either away to the Knights or we're home to the Sharks. Or the third scenario is uh, next next week for the end of season special. <laughs> end of season special, one way or another. But we do, in fact, have merchandise, don't we, Blarko? We do. Head over to rugbyleaguemerch.com. Where Al Taggart went to get his pork T-shirt. Yeah. Look fantastic, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> still must be only two sold because it's still the worst-selling um, Raiders with, review with Blake and the Pork 
Is that right? Matched us. Yeah, didn't wasn't enough to get you off the bottom. It's not a matter of getting off the bottom. Look, I like being. <laughs> have niche, we mate. seriously have we seriously signed more Heather T-shirts? Yeah, because um, because Arnie J bought one for like every member of his family. Heather, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I got to buy one for my mum. I'm sorry, I will, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whose name, of course, is Heather? Just for those playing at home. Yes. Which we didn't know when we were calling him Heather. It was just a, a mistake. Anyway, you have been listening to the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Oh, forgot to say, big shout out Dennis Carnahan, 257 this week. Oh, happy birthday. You're not supposed to say how old he is. He looks very, he's in very, Sorry. He's in he very looks good much nick. older, doesn't he? He looks uh, in, way he's in very older. Anyway, very good nick great Raiders. supporter of this show. And of course, the guy does the theme songs. Yeah. Um, wonderful, wonderful Raiders. He's uh, got very, for a 57 year old, his hair is so dark. Oh, you're going to run another poll about <laughs> someone who's got their hair now. <laughs> so glossy and dark. Is that what you're going to do? Years. No. It's always been glossy. You guys, you guys hearing the common theme here? If you could look through the Zoom, you might notice that Blake's hair is not dark, it is mm. quite silver. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of grey going Silver on Fox, in, the, in, in, in the filthy storeroom. Silver there's Fox, a lot going. of grey going on, but more on on black, I said, than on the porks. Yeah, because there's more hair. Yeah, more hair. <laughs> there's a lot of forehead going on in, in the porks head. Anyway, um, I'm the pork. I'm Blake. I'm Heather. And we'll talk at you again soon. Blake and the pork. Blake and the pork.